Welcome to Sandra Ray's Fiercely Spiritual Podcast, episode 32. Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Ray, and I'm so delighted to have you here with me this week. This week, we are talking about a topic that is so important and it's probably underestimated. And it's something that I really want to get into and to explore a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a question. And that question is, what, when was the last time that you met somebody or you encountered somebody in your life that they were just so in love with themselves and that they glowed with, they just exuded this loving warmth. Can you remember the last time you met somebody like that? Maybe you meet people like that all the time. Maybe not so much. Maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe you are like that. But for most of us, it's probably not every day that this happens. In fact, it's probably something that you associate with being a negative trait. A lot of people They'll talk about people who seem to be in love with themselves and say, oh, isn't she so in love with herself? Now, of course, there is an element of ego and being egotistical, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about loving yourself unconditionally. And it's not about being vain or self-obsessed or delusional. It's just loving every aspect of yourself, even the seeming negative parts, not that there's anything negative, but things that you might call negative. So why is it that we're so hard on ourselves? Why do we find it difficult to love ourselves? Why do we find it easier to point out our flaws instead of our perfections? And perhaps it's because we're brought up to be a certain way. We're taught that you have to get things right. You have to do well in your exams. You have to do things right the first time around. You can't make mistakes. You can't fail. And we're kind of conditioned to believe that failure or mistakes are a bad thing. And we're just striving all the time to be better, to do better, and act better. And at the end of the day, it's never enough. We never reach that goal or the end line where suddenly we're like, oh, well, now I'm perfect and now I can stop efforting. That day doesn't come. And we find, you know, at school, first of all, trying to get the exams, then trying to get a place in university or college, then trying to get the job, then buying the car, the house, the family, all the other things that come along and always trying to get it right and trying to strive towards the next thing. And even if growing up your parents loved you unconditionally and embraced you just as you were and never told you to be different or do anything differently, society still pours this message on us of being better and doing better. And it's like all the advertising shows these pictures of seemingly perfect people who are flawless and we're just bombarded by TV and social media and billboards and magazines with all of these 
touched up photos and these images of a life that we seem to think that we have to aspire to. But at the end of the day, a lot of those photos are just trying to sell you something. So we're being shown images of something that we believe to be better. But really, is it really better? Are we really going to be happier when we attain all these things? And the answer is most likely no, because if you're not happy now, nothing you can buy is going to make you happy. Nothing you can do is going to make you happy. You have to choose to be happy. There's never enough things that you can get that will make you happy. There's always some other ceiling to attain to. And to be honest, it's exhausting. So I want you to think about how you might be doing this in your life, how you might be trying all the time to be better, to attain to more, to be perfect, to have the perfect life and just question why is it that you're doing it? Why are you trying to always be more and do more and have more? Is it because you'll eventually be happier or is it just through conditioning that you believe that that's the way to be happy and you don't know any other way? So if you can answer that question, most likely the answer that you'll come up with is because of conditioning, you feel that you need to keep buying more and attaining to more and doing more. And it's not saying that buying things is bad or attaining to something is bad. It's when you do so out of a place of fear and lack, which is where most of us come from, that it's not the most positive way to live your life. If you are completely happy with the way you are, if you are happy with your life, if you are happy with yourself, now, of course, there's always greater levels of happiness that we can reach. But if you are happy where you are at the moment, and then you think, well, I would like to have a promotion work, or I would like to have a new job, but coming from a place of happiness and joy, then it's like a positive change because you only bring and attract more happiness and joy to you. If you're doing it from a place of fear and lack and dissatisfaction, then you will bring to you more fear and lack and dissatisfaction in your next job or your next car or whatever it is that you're looking to, to achieve. So there is another way. There's a more fulfilling, supportive, loving way to live. And truth be told, it's probably not another way. It is the only way. And I don't want to say the only way because everybody has their own path. But for me, this is so powerful. And it is just, it brings about wonders in your life. When you begin to embrace yourself, when you begin to start living your life with self-compassion, it is a gift that opens up doors to yourself, to others, to just living life to the full. And you'll realize that it's the most important gift that you can give to yourself. And it's such a subtle discipline, but it's so impactful. It's like when you start exercising self-compassion, 
you begin to realize just how hard you've been on yourself, just how much you've been putting yourself down, you've been judging yourself, you've been blaming yourself. And all of these heavy emotions don't do you any good. And it's funny because at the start of autumn, I remember I was sitting eating breakfast with my family and as we were sitting there, I was looking out at the trees and the changing of colours and I always loved the autumn colours. But as I was sitting there, I was starting thinking about the darker days and winter and really started just almost missing the longer days of summer and the brightness and the warmth. And I started thinking, oh, well, am I going to be able to get through the winter without the long days and the heat and the warmth. And then I kind of caught myself thinking these thoughts and I thought, okay, well, I can be grateful for so much. I have so much to be grateful for. And I started counting all the blessings in my life. But what I realized was that if I have thoughts of, well, maybe the winter will be a bit dark or maybe it'll be a bit dull. That's okay to have those thoughts because what I would usually do is to judge myself for having them and think, oh, I shouldn't be having those thoughts. I'm meant to be a spiritual teacher. I should be having positive, loving thoughts all the time. So first of all, I realized, okay, I'm not going to judge myself for having those thoughts. I'm going to embrace that there's a part of me that is maybe lamenting the summer being over and that's okay. I'm going to embrace that part of me. And the other side of it was that certain thoughts like that will enter your mind. And that's okay. It's when we start getting down on ourselves and start judging ourselves for having the thoughts, start judging the thoughts and start wallowing in them. That's when it becomes a downward cycle. So, of course, picking gratitude and choosing gratitude is a beautiful way to live your life. But it's beautiful just to embrace all aspects of you the way you are. And when you notice, then you can make a choice. You can decide, okay, well, I notice that I'm thinking this way. Do I really want to continue along? If I love myself for everything, I love myself for noticing these thoughts. I love myself for all aspects of me. But I'm just going to choose which aspects am I really going to nurture a little bit more. And I'm going to nurture that side of me that maybe feels a little bit despondent. I'm going to nurture the side of me that maybe is in need of a little bit more love. And I'm going to nurture the thoughts that bring me greater happiness, the beauty of the changing colours of autumn, the warm nights snuggled up on the couch and just all the wonderful things that come with it and just embrace those aspects also. So I'm going to make, I'm going to give you rather a formula to help you to use this to make it work in your own life. And it's something that I think will really help you to apply this. So as I said, the first step is to become aware every time you start to judge yourself, every time you start to get down on yourself, any time you start to blame yourself, just to become aware of what you're doing. So if you start thinking thoughts of I'm not good enough or I'm overweight or I talk too much or I'm always late or anything that isn't a loving thought, just embracing yourself for who you are, 
not judging those thoughts, but just becoming aware of them, becoming aware without judgment and knowing that you have choice. You can choose to believe those thoughts and you can choose to follow that line of thought or you can choose to embrace that side of you that's hurting and then ask yourself some questions. So that's the first part, becoming aware. The second part is to begin to ask those questions. So allow this hope without judgment and then ask yourself, is this true? So this is really important. And there's a Sufi saying that goes, before you speak, let your words pass through three gates. Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And I would encourage you to do this, not even before you speak, but just with your day-to-day thoughts, even if you're not voicing your thoughts, just asking yourself, is this true? Because most of the time, it's not true. And when you apply this to your thoughts, when you apply this to yourself first, then you can go on to start applying it to other people in your life. Judgments that you might make about somebody else or things like, oh, I don't like what she's wearing or, you know, that person doesn't like me or whatever thoughts are coming up for you. Just asking, is this true? Is this really true? And most likely the things that you think are your greatest weaknesses may in fact be your greatest strengths. And it's, so for example, if you had that belief that I talk too much and maybe as a child you were told to stay quiet maybe as a child you were told you talk too much and you took this on to be a negative trait so one of two things might have happened you might may have stopped talking so much and become very quiet or you may continue on doing talking but judging yourself and blaming yourself every time and thinking I shouldn't be talking so much. It shouldn't be who I am. Maybe this is who you are, but you're not allowing yourself to fully be that person. But the other side of it is, maybe because you have this ability to talk and to converse, maybe that's why your friends love you so much. Maybe that's why your boss hired you. Maybe that's why, or one of the reasons why your husband fell in love with you. You just don't know who loves you for the very thing that you might be judging yourself for. And it goes for so many things. You might be judging your weight and it could be something that somebody else admires about you. They might admire your shape. And I actually, just the other day, I was on Instagram and somebody had posted uh, yoga pose and in the text they had said oh I hesitated about posting this picture because I don't like my body and the shape of it and my hips are too wide and as I was looking at it I was actually admiring the shape of their body and thinking to myself this person is delusional thinking that their hips are too wide they are in perfect proportion and it's just it's amazing how we can judge ourselves for these smallest of things that we blow up into these huge, big things. So really become aware, is it true? Because most often it isn't true, unless 
you can back it up with facts unless you can say with absolute certainty that yes that person doesn't like me or you know and most of the time maybe there's an aspect of you that they may not like but there's probably a lot of aspects that they do like and of course there's the other side of it that we're all infinite spirit and if there's a part of them that doesn't like you that's their egoic self but their higher self is absolutely in love with you because their higher self is pure love and spirit is just abundant love so you can't say with absolute certainty that somebody doesn't like you so part three of this is then once you have become aware and release judgment and then asking yourself is this true part three is to just focus on 10 things that you're grateful for about whatever it is that came up for you so if it was with use the example of I talk too much if you were thinking that if you're thinking I really should shut up you know I keep saying these things or keep coming out with these things and I should just be quiet and not say them maybe you can start being grateful for the ability to spark conversation with everyone you meet or the ability to express yourself in this way and you can be grateful for all the wonderful conversations that you've had in your life and be grateful that you could maybe keep talking in that meeting where the slides didn't work and you had to fill 10 minutes and you get the picture just being grateful for everything about talking and what that brings and how it enhances your life in so many ways and then just feeling that gratitude as much as possible within your body allowing yourself to feel it and just sitting in that gratitude just sitting with it and allowing it and when you start doing this when you start turning judgment and blame and all of these emotions upside down when you start turning them into gratitude then you set yourself free because you accept yourself in a way that you never thought possible and in such a deep profound way and you start to become more and more in love with yourself and as a consequence then other people start loving you more and more and it just keeps on going there's no end to it and there's just so much to be thankful for in your life and you realize that everything that you thought was a bad thing is in fact a blessing and what happens is when you start doing this consistently each time you become aware of painful thoughts about yourself you will find that those painful thoughts become less and less and the feelings and thoughts of gratitude become more and more and that's when everyone loves you more and more you love yourself more and more because you're exuding that love from every part of your being every atom of your being and people can't help but love you you can't help but love yourself when you're in that state and that's how you embrace yourself and that's how you live a life and of peace and joy and find deep inner peace so I hope this helped you in some way I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next week for next week's episode see you then bye bye